Well, hey everyone, welcome to Church Online. We're so glad that you've joined us today. We're excited for what God's gonna do in our service today. And we're gonna begin the way that we always begin our services at Slate Church. We're gonna start with worship. So hey, wherever you are, why don't you feel free to stand up, move around, whatever you need to do, but let's engage in worship this morning. Let's really come with faith, believing that God's gonna move in our lives right now. Church, wherever you are, why don't you worship with us?
the chasm that lay between us How high the mountains I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name into the night Then through the darkness your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written. Jesus Christ, my living Lord, who could imagine? So great a mercy, what heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of Kings calls me His own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. lost its grip on me you have broken every chain there's salvation in your name Jesus Christ my living hope and see the promise your buried body began Set me free, 
In the darkness we were waiting Without hope and without light Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Amen. 
You know, it's so good to worship together as a church. And right now we're going to move into uh, something that we always do at Slate Church, where we actually pray over some of the needs that are represented in our church. And, you know, we do this in faith, believing that God is going to move and believing that God is going to meet these needs. So here are some of the prayer requests that have come in over the course of this past week, things that we are praying for right now that are affecting the lives of people in our church. So check this out. We are praying for a mother of two young kids who has just begun her long road of chemo, radiation and surgery for an aggressive form of breast cancer. We're praying for a father who's struggling with anxiety and depression, praying that the eyes of someone would be open to the reality of God's incredible love. Amen. We're praying for protection over those who are dealing with health complications due to coronavirus. Praying for God's will to be done, and that many people would turn to him in this time. Praying that the Lord's spirit would bring comfort, give courage, and give us peace in this time. We're praying for those who have been laid off from their jobs. Praying that God would bless a, a, a couple, a young couple. Praying that each of the workers who risk their safety for the benefit of others um, would be protected in this time. Listen, this is just a small sampling of the many, many prayer requests and needs that have come in this week. But we know that we serve a God who doesn't only see every one of these needs, but he can meet every single need. So come on, why don't we in faith just lift up these requests to God? Wherever you are, why don't you stretch out a hand in faith towards the screen and let's believe that God is gonna move. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are with us. We thank you, Jesus, that we can stand firm on the foundation of your name, even in times as trying and as difficult as this. Father, we just pray that you would be glorified um, in our lives. And we ask right now, God, that you would meet every single need right where people are at, right where they're feeling hurt, where they're feeling pain, right where there's worry and anxiety. We just pray that your love and your peace and your hope and your joy would just totally invade and overwhelm those situations so that people would be able to turn their eyes towards you and praise you. We thank you and we believe for this in your name. Amen. 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 Um, hey, uh, we just want you to know also that if you want to fill out a prayer request, we've got the link in the description down below. Make sure that you do that because we want to be praying alongside you as a church in this season. All right. So make sure that you go ahead and you do that. Uh, but we don't only pray over things in church. We also praise God for what he has done for us. It's so easy sometimes just to bring all our needs to God and then he meets our needs and we forget to praise him. We're gonna praise God during this time as well. So here are some of the praise reports that have come in at our church. Someone is thankful for the encouraging online services that our church has been doing, amen. Someone else is thankful that our church is an amazing place to worship and connect with people. Someone is thankful that the church is not just limited to a building. Someone is thankful for our amazing pastors. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Someone is thankful for the encouraging uh, support that they've been receiving as a healthcare worker. Listen, healthcare workers, we are so thankful for you. As a church, we're putting in a praise report for everybody who is a healthcare worker, for everybody really on the front line of this pandemic in our world. Uh, someone else is thankful that uh, despite being laid off of their job, they were offered a position with the same agency just at another location. That's amazing. Someone is thankful for their connect group uh, in this time. Someone else thankful that they've been able to join a team at Slate Church and they're feeling so welcomed, guided, and encouraged. Come on, aren't those some awesome praise reports that are going on? By the way, here's an, another awesome praise report, a great story 
of something that we saw happen this week. You know, this past week, our Waterloo evening site, they've been uh, connecting with people. They've been calling a whole bunch of people that have at one time or another connected with our church. And they've been putting out all these calls just to see how people are doing, make sure that people are okay and connected. And one person made a phone call and the person who picked up uh, said, hey, you, you must have the wrong number. Um, you know, I've, I've actually never been out. I, I don't know what, what this is. But then they said, it's so cool what you're doing as a church. So you would actually take the time and call people and care enough about them. How can I get involved? What's going on? And it's amazing that this person was actually able to get connected with our church in this time through a wrong number. Isn't that cool? So God is good. God is uh, really moving, even in this time. He is up to something. People are being connected. You know, we're seeing every single week, people really connect with God through these online services. We've seen salvations. Uh, we've seen God do some pretty amazing things. So even in the midst of everything that's going on, let's keep a big perspective that shows that God is good, that he is in charge, and that he's got a plan. Well, hey, we're gonna move now into a time of giving. And uh, to encourage us around our giving today, uh, why don't you put your hands together like we always do? Why don't you welcome Pastor Victoria to encourage us in our giving? Hey church, I am excited to encourage us when it comes to our giving today. And to do that, I wanna remind you about the mission that we are on as a church and as Christians. We find this mission in Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20, where Jesus is talking to the disciples and it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the mission that we are on. And this mission is not circumstantial. This is what we are called to do in all seasons of life. So I just wanna encourage you in this season that looks quite different from, from normal life, a season where we're doing church online, connect groups online, so many of us are working from home and we're physically distancing from friends and from family, this mission still applies. So I just wanna encourage you and how you can come alongside this mission when it comes to your gifts, your talents and your finances. Let's stay faithful when it comes to bringing in our giving, our, our tithes, our offering. That is a principle we see all throughout the Bible. There's lots of different ways that you can give. It's gonna come up here on slide in just a little bit, but you can give through our website. You can give through text to tide, automatic monthly giving, whatever works best for you. But why don't we pray for our giving today? God, we thank you so much that we get to be a part of, of building your kingdom here in this region for such a time as this. I just pray that you will bless the giving today, that you will multiply it and that it, and that it will continue to advance the good news of Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Well, again, we want to say welcome and thanks for tuning in to Slate Church Online. Um, if you don't know who I am, my name is Luke Betker. I'm one of the lead pastors at Slate Church, and it is such a privilege for me to be able to lead together with my amazing wife, Victoria, and we lead alongside the absolutely incredible, I mean incredible, okay? Oh, we get to see this behind the scenes, but the absolutely incredible Brandon and Emma Richardson. We love that we get to do this. And again, we are so faith-filled for what God is doing and what he's gonna to continue to do in our church. So why don't we take a minute right now, and again, we do this all the time at Slate Church. Why don't you, you take a minute and say hi to the people around you. And if you're on your own, uh, and even if you're not, maybe you're just around with your family, stuff like that. Why don't you take a minute right now, pick up your phone and shoot a message to someone and just say, hey, thinking about you, love you, 
Hope you're doing well. Uh, and just say hi to somebody that way today as well. Awesome. Well, hey, I just want to give a couple of announcements of some things that are still happening in church life, even in this season of physical distancing. You know, one of the great things that we have going on is something called prayer mornings. And whether you know it or not, as a church, since we've been a church, we've been meeting every single Thursday morning from 6.30 to 7.30 a.m. And we've been praying over the needs in our church, we've been praying over our city, we've been praying over our world. And in a time like this, we really believe that as Christians, we need to lean into prayer now, really even more than ever before. And so we're continuing with our prayer mornings, but we're hosting them digitally on Zoom. So if you want to find out more information about joining up with our prayer morning on Thursday mornings, go to our website. There's more information there. We would love to have you as a part of these prayer mornings. We have been seeing tons of people coming out to our prayer mornings. It's been an amazing time. And really the presence of God has just been so tangible during these times. So we'd love to invite you out Thursday morning to our prayer morning, our virtual prayer morning at 6.30 a.m. We'd love to have you there. The other thing I want to tell you about in this time is something called The Forum. The Forum is a podcast that Pastor Brandon and myself host daily. It comes out every single day at noon, and we would love for you to tune in. You know, uh, if nothing else, hopefully it can just be a little bit of an escape from your um, regular day-to-day -day tasks and chores. And uh, we really hope that it can encourage you. And if nothing else, we hope that it can put a smile on your face every single day. So we'd love to see you tuning into the forum, our daily podcast. You can get that wherever it is that you get podcasts. Look up Slate Church, look up the forum. You will see you will see it there. The other thing that we want to tell you about um, is to stay connected with us. Stay connected across social media with us. We have got a lot of great things happening. We've got some really cool things happening. They're in the pipeline right now. And we would love for you to be able to connect with these things. You know, again, in a season where we are physically distanced, it doesn't mean that we have to be spiritually distanced from one another or socially distanced. And we're doing whatever we can as a church to close that gap. And we want to give you opportunities to connect with us as a church, connect with us as pastors, um, and really do some other exciting things. Last week, we had our first Voices of Hope um, worship session on Instagram Live. It was a really great time. And so we would love for you to make sure that you're staying connected with us. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, visit our website for more links and all the information that you might need during this season. Uh, we really would love to have you stay connected with us. And we would love to stay connected with you too and encourage you and help you in any way that we can as a church in this season. Awesome. Well, hey, now it's time for the message. And I'm really excited for this word, and I hope that you are too. I do just want to encourage you. Let's lean in today. Whenever you're watching this, let's lean into what God wants to say to us. Let's have an expectation that he's going to speak. Let's believe that he is going to move, whether you're by yourself, whether you're in your bedroom, your living room, wherever it is that you might be watching this, whether it's on a TV or your phone or your computer or your iPad, whatever it might be. Let's believe that God wants to speak. And so let's lean in. Let's have a, a, a let's stir up our own faith a little bit and let's get ready for this word and thank Pastor Emma as she comes to bring this word. Hey, church, super excited uh, to talk to you today and listen. If you have your Bible with you, or maybe it's in a room near you, why don't you go grab it now, open your Bible up. We're gonna be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 
uh, starting in verse one, and we're gonna jump around there. So you can also follow along on the bottom of your screen. It's gonna be there. Why don't you open up? We're gonna dive right in today. It says this, by the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth, who am timid when face-to-face with you, but bold toward you when away. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself upon the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought that, that and make it obedient to Christ. Jumping ahead to verse 10, it says, for some say, and they're talking about Paul, for some people say about me, he's saying, his letters are weighty and forceful, but in person, he is unimpressive and his speaking amounts to nothing. Such people should realize that what we are in our letters when we are absent, we will be in our actions when we are present. Flipping over to Romans chapter eight, you can follow me there quickly. It says in verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels or demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation, just kind of a catch all there, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let's pray together today. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you that we can meet together uh, virtually online, Lord, as a church. And I just pray that you would speak through me uh, powerfully, God, that the words that you have given to me would just be communicated so clearly across these channels. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, listen, I'm not sure about you, but when I was a teenager, uh, I was kind of dumb sometimes. I don't know. I made dumb decisions. I did dumb things. And if you can just for a moment even think back to those teenage years when you were uh, a little bit younger, perhaps maybe you're a teenager now and you're like, yeah, I feel dumb sometimes. I wonder, did you make dumb decisions? Did you do things? And you're like, what was I thinking? Uh, Well, I remember one time when I was a teenager, and I was with uh, a bunch of friends. We were in the, the church parking lot. It was a sunny spring day, similar to the weather that we are experiencing now. And I remember um, as a teenager, and I mean, some things don't leave us. Uh, I was pretty competitive. And if you know me, you will know that I am still pretty competitive. And something came over me in that time. I'm not sure what the events were that led to this uh, incident, but I either I challenged or someone challenged me to a foot race, to uh, to go running, to run across the parking lot and to see who was faster. And I'm not sure where this confidence came from, but I thought that I was going to win. I was challenged by this other guy, uh, another friend of mine, and, uh, and I was like, I'm gonna win, I am faster. Now, listen, I am sitting down right now, but if you have seen me standing up, you will know that my legs are about two feet long. So the chance of me winning a foot race in any uh, in any sphere, at any time in my life, at any fitness level is quite low, okay? I won't tell you about my track days. They didn't go well. Uh, uh, but I was like, I'm gonna win this race. I'm not sure if I was being flirtatious. I don't know what was going on, but I know I was being 
dumb. So we set up this foot race uh, on one side of the parking lot. The end was on the other side of the parking lot and we took off. And I realize now that this friend of mine was holding back. He was holding back so that I could get the confidence that I was winning. I was giving it at my all. And then about halfway through, he just like takes off alongside me. And that's when my competitive nature really uh, stepped up another level. And I started running faster than my legs could carry me. And listen, this doesn't have a great ending to it, okay? How many of us know that when we start to run faster than our legs can carry us, we start to get ourselves into a slow motion fall that takes place over like 15 feet of pavement where I am now going head over heels. Uh, my, my body is going forward, my legs can't keep up. And all of a sudden I found myself sliding across the pavement uh, with the motion of my running. And I was seriously torn up. I, I stood up, my uh, pride was in shambles. I was fully humbled, but like my knees were ripped up, my elbows, uh, like I have scars to still prove of this incident. And I was like, shoot, I guess I'm not quite as fast as what I thought I was. And uh, of course he won and, and I was humbled in the whole experience. But you know, I was thinking about the, the way that we are living right now and the way our society looks and, and all of that. And I think as a world, some of us kind of feel like we are in that position that we are sliding across pavement right now. We're going, what the heck is going on? We have fallen. It feels like it is happening in, in slow motion in some ways. And we are just sliding across the pavement. But you know, I wanted to encourage encourage you today. Romans 8.38, what we just read, Paul writes, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are not just conquerors as Christians. We are more than conquerors. We are triumphant. You know, as much as the world might be feeling like it is sliding across pavement, if you're a Christian, you don't have to feel that way today. You don't have to feel like you are falling, like you don't know what's happening, like you are completely out of control. You can actually run with an assurance that we are more than conquerors in Christ. This is different from what the world is experiencing right now. This is different from what is going on all around us in our current time, in our current society. We live in a world where control is key, where people want to know that they are in control, where people don't want to feel like they are falling and sliding across pavement. And yet we recognize now in this time that we really don't have control. But as Christians, we can look to God in all of this. And this is really what I want to focus on in today's message. What I want to focus on today uh, is the question, what does it look like to live as conquerors, to live as victors, to be triumphant more than conquerors? in our current society, in the current state that we find ourselves in as a world. And as the church, as Christians, what does this actually look like to live the way that Paul is talking about in scripture? You know, there's three things that I wanna to bring to you today. And the first one is this, you can write this down. I encourage you to take notes uh, so that you can look back on them later, refer back to what God was saying to you today in the rest of your week. But if you're taking notes, you can write this down. The first thing is this, we feel like conquerors. The first thing, if we're gonna live like more than conquerors, we need to feel like conquerors. And you know, 
Feelings are a, a funny thing. I recognize this. I acknowledge this, that, that feelings, uh, feelings change. Feelings come out of nowhere. Feelings can stick with us for years. Feelings can come up in different circumstances, in different ways. Feelings can be both proactive and they can also be reactive. You know, a proactive feeling that many of us are feeling right now is anxiety. Anxiety basically at its core is the fear and worry about something that could happen or that will happen or that might happen in the future. We don't know if it's going to happen, but we feel anxious that it could happen. We feel anxious that we are out of control and we don't know what the future is going to look like. It's a proactive feeling. We also have reactive feelings. Some of us are feeling uh, sad during this time. We're feeling reactive to disappointment and the world around us and the state of what is going on. We can feel happy at different times when we, we hear a joke or something good happens and it's reactive to what is happening around us. And you know, church, right now, the world is feeling a lot. They're feeling a lot of different things. You're feeling a lot of different things. That's just the truth. And, and it's challenging to speak to that, that, that there's so much feeling happening and so many different feelings that are happening for different people. But I think that we can acknowledge collectively that the world is feeling a lot. The world around us does not feel like conquerors right now. You know, so much of the world's security, so much of humanity's security is rooted in this feeling of control. If I feel like I am in control, if I feel like I have things together, if I feel like I can make decisions, then I'm going to feel secure. That control leads to feelings of security. It leads to feelings of happiness. It leads to feelings of assurance. It leads to feelings that we can actually go out and do what we need to do. It leads to feelings of being able to conquer. But the world that we live in right now feels completely out of control. They don't feel like conquerors. Although humanity may have intelli uh, incredible intelligence, that we might have a great culture, that we might have a great history behind us, be able to look at the past and learn from it, we are recognizing in this season more than ever as a world at large that we are totally fallible, that we don't have control, that we don't know what's going to happen next, that we don't get to decide everything and see that come to pass, that there are things that can come against us that we can't control. And there is fear around how long this will last. There is fear uh, asking what is going to happen in the future. There is a lot of fear. But I wonder today, what is leading your feelings? What is leading you? Is it the news? Is it your circumstances? Or is it God's word? You know, in 2 Corinthians, we just read about our circumstances as Christians. So it says this in verse 38, for I am convinced, Paul says, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Basically, Paul is saying that no matter what you are going through, we can remember that God is in control. We might feel like we are out of control, that the state of the world is out of control, but that God is in control and we cannot be separated by the love, from the love of God. It's impossible, we can't be separated from it. And through that, we get to experience the feelings, we get to experience the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I wonder, do you want some of that right now? I know I want some of that right now. 
But these are our circumstances as a church. These are our circumstances as a church set apart from what's happening in the world. I wonder, church, are your feelings leading you or are you, are you leading your feelings? And listen, this is not an all or nothing sort of thing. Sometimes we can get too legalistic or perfectionistic when we hear someone say, okay, I need to feel confident. I need to feel good. I need to feel uh, like a conqueror. And we can get this uh, perfectionistic mindset of, okay, if I feel anything else, then that is wrong and that is bad. Listen, Paul is encouraging the church in Corinth because the church in Corinth needed encouraging surrounding their circumstances, surrounding who was in control. So if you feel a lot of different things, that's okay. It's okay to have different feelings. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel disappointed. It's okay to feel a little bit unsure of what's going on. But where are you taking those feelings? Feelings are not facts. Feelings give us some idea about what's going on, but where are we taking them? Are we taking them to the news sources? Are we taking them to our friends who are full of fear? Are we taking them just into our own heads where we just run them over and over and over again? All of these possibilities. Where are we taking our feelings? We need to make sure that we are taking our feelings to God, to the one who has determined our circumstances, to the one who is in control. When everything is out of control, we need to go to the one who is in control. This is what's going to make the difference for us to feel like a conqueror and to recognize that we are conquerors, more than conquerors, or if we are going to feel like we have been conquered by the circumstances around us. The second thing we need to do if we are going to be more than conquerors in this season through Christ who has loved us is that we need to think like conquerors. In Corinthians, Paul's addressing a group uh, within the church in Corinth who have actually come up against him. They have doubts about his authority. They have doubts about his leadership. They have doubts about his ability. We see this. Uh, and he responds by saying, basically, don't make me step into my full authority here. It says this, by the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. I, Paul, who am timid, it's in quotations, who am timid when face to face with you, but bold when I'm away from you. He's basically uh, almost like mocking them a little bit of what they're saying. He says this, I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of the world. Listen, I beg you that I wouldn't have to come and be as bold as I expect I'm going to have to be. He's basically saying, like, don't make me step into my full authority. I will. I can. I know that I have that authority over you. I know that I have this authority that is God given and I will step into it boldly, but I hope that I don't have to. And he goes on to explain, he demonstrates, hey, you are expecting us to think and strategize like those who are at war in the world, but that is not how we do this. We don't think the way that the world thinks. We don't strategize the way that the world thinks when they go to war. We operate in a totally different kind of power. Paul's telling this to the church in, in, in Corinth. And I wonder, do you recognize today that as a Christian, you get to think through a different lens, that you actually operate with a totally different kind of power? You know, about five years ago, I realized that I actually needed glasses. I mean, I wanted glasses for most of my childhood. I was one of these kids. Maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you think this is totally weird 
and messed up. And I'm not sure which end of the spectrum this falls on, but I was one of those kids who went into my eye appointments, like determined to get glasses. I wanted to get glasses. I wanted to uh, wear glasses. I wanted to be cool. One of those cool kids who wore glasses. I don't know. I guess that was my thinking. I'm not sure what it was, uh, but I would go and I would try to trick the optometrist so that I could get glasses. Well, listen, it never worked. Uh, it didn't happen. But as an adult, I was like, okay, it's probably time. Everything's getting a little blurry. I'm getting headaches. I need to probably go and see if I need glasses. And they're like, yes, absolutely. You need glasses. Uh, well, since that point, uh, I've had a few kids and, uh, and as you know, if you've been around kids and you have glasses, um, they're like, what is this foreign object on your face? And they just go and rip that off your face. So I don't know how my glasses have survived this time. I tried contacts. It didn't work for me. I'm not sure what is wrong with me, but, uh, but I wear glasses and my kids take them off and they play with them, but I put them back on because how many of us know that if you've ever worn glasses or, you know, someone that has glasses that when your glasses are off, you know that they're off. Everything is a bit blurry. Uh, maybe things don't feel right. In the morning, I'm like, I need my glasses. Even though I can see okay, I can kind of still see without my glasses on, that it is so much clearer and so much better when I actually put my glasses on. But I wonder if during this season, some of us as Christians, as Christ followers, as more than conquerors, are walking around taking our glasses off. We just remove them from our face and we're going, why is everything a little bit blurry? Why is everything a little bit unclear? Why is everything a little bit messed up? Why, why can't I see quite as clearly? Why am I looking through this lens? And I want to encourage you today. It doesn't make any sense that if you have glasses, which is the word of God, which is the, the tools that we get to work through, which is scripture, which is our faith. If we have glasses that we can put on our face and see through, why are we taking them off? You know, when we become Christians, we don't just get like an accessory put on our face. We get like laser eye surgery. But some of us are saying, we don't need that. I'm just gonna remove that lens from which I could look through. And I'm gonna pick up and think about things through the lens of worry, through the lens of fear, through the lens of negative thinking, of insecurity. When God is saying, put on your glasses, you do not wage war the way that the world wages war. Put on your glasses, see through the lens that I have given to you, see through the lens that I have brought forward to you, because that is how you are going to have a victory. That is how you are going to think like a conqueror. You see, when you become a Christian, when you choose to follow Christ, and maybe you're sitting here and you're like, I'm not a Christian. I don't know what this really looks like. I'm going to, I'm going to let you know what happens when we become a Christian. We are actually reborn. In John 3, Jesus talks about this. He's, he's talking to a man named Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is really confused about this whole idea of, of being reborn, of, of actually having that rebirth process. And Jesus is saying, like, unless you come to me, unless you are reborn, uh, then, then you can't inherit this kingdom. And Nicodemus is like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. How can we re be reborn? Like, how can I go back inside my mother and be reborn? And it's like, that is like a disgusting thought. I don't even want to think about that. And Jesus is like, what are you talking about? That is not what I'm saying. We are reborn of the spirit. What takes place is a rebirth within us where the spirit comes and resides within us. And we get to operate out of that mindset. We get to operate from that thought and that place in mind. In Romans 10, in verse 9, it says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. That's all it takes is this believing in our heart, confessing with our mouth that he is Lord, and we will be saved. It says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus died on the cross. This is why Jesus rose again so that we could be saved. In Acts 2, Peter talks about, we know that we will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit as we turn to Christ. We will receive a new lens. We will receive a new uh, uh, Holy Spirit within us that we get to operate from. We are not the same. We are different because of the power that resides in us. Christ is alive in us when we turn to God, when we believe in him. And that is our mission as a church, to see people come alive in Christ. But I wonder if we are thinking like those who are alive. You know, being in the midst of a pandemic really demonstrates this. This is a good time to ask yourself, am I thinking like someone who is alive? Are we filled with fear and uncertainty, doubt, greed, impatience, insecurity? Do you know who resides in you today, church? Are we able to see that the Holy Spirit is in us and therefore we don't think the way the rest of the world thinks? We have different weapons to combat this with. In verse four, Paul says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power. There is divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Some of us need to start taking captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. What does God's word have to say over your thoughts and what you are thinking? We need to actually physically take captive those thoughts, actually bring them out and say, God, this is what I'm thinking. This is what's going on in my mind, but I need to take captive that thought and I'm gonna bring it to you. I'm gonna see what your word has to say. I'm gonna see that you are good, that I can have faith in you, that I can trust you because I am reborn, because my spirit is not that of everyone else's. My spirit is the Holy Spirit within me and I am reborn in you. That means I get to think differently from how the rest of the world is thinking. We need to start memorizing scripture. We need to set reminders maybe on our phone with a verse. We need to pray without ceasing, send encouragement to others. We need to actually begin to think like conquerors during this time. And the third thing is this, we we need to act like conquerors. We need to feel like conquerors. We need to think like conquerors. We need to act like conquerors. You know, I've been I've been seeing so many people posting and reflecting and thinking during this time that, uh, you know, there's been so much pressure to do, do, do. What are you doing? What are you, what do you, what can you accomplish during this time? What can you do with your time? Uh, for some of us, we are busier than ever, to be honest. We still are working from home. There's more coming down the track. There's a lot going on. And now all of a sudden our kids are at home and we're homeschooling and we're trying to figure that out. And then we've also got all of these, th- these things to do and, and all of that. So for some of us, things are, have slowed right down. We are in a totally different space where it feels like we're not going to work and maybe we don't have kids and, and everything's just completely uh, slowed to a halt, it feels like. And there's all these pressures to do, do, do. But I've seen these posts coming out, uh, coming against this idea of doing. Listen, we are in a pandemic. We shouldn't do anything. Let's just be. It's okay if you don't know what's going on. It's okay if you don't know how to handle this. And I was going to jump on uh, line a couple of weeks ago because I was thinking about this idea as well, that there's so much pressure to do. And really, we just need to be. And I wanted to reflect on this, but I kind of stopped and I took a little bit of time before jumping on and giving some thoughts about that and, and was praying about this idea of what is what is God actually 
saying in this time? And, and what does it look like to be in this time? And I felt like God said to me this, that if we are settled in being afraid, being lazy, being worried, being ignorant, being alone, then we are not being who God created us to be. I'm going to say that one more time. If we are settled in being afraid, being lazy, being worried, being ignorant, being alone, then we are not being who God called us to be. God did not create us as consumers. He created us as conquerors and conquering is active language. Our world needs hope more than ever before in your lifetime. We have so much information coming at us that is so full of fear and uncertainty every single day on every social media outlet, on every news outlet, you turn on the TV, you turn on the radio, that is what you are going to hear is so much information. And people don't know what to do with it. People have a loss of purpose around us. Maybe work is gone. Maybe their ability to get together with friends, sports isn't happening. There's this lack of purpose of what do we do during this time? There's questioning uh, of parenting abilities. Maybe you have kids at home or you have friends that have kids at home and they're wondering, am I even a good parent? I'm not homeschooling the way the rest of the, the world seems to be homeschooling. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to this. I feel like I'm yelling at my kids every single day. I'm losing patience. We're not happy. We're frustrated. We're angry. I have more bad moments than I have good moments in a day. People are feeling insecure about their ability to parent. People are frustrated with their living situation. Maybe you're in a place where you're completely alone and you feel so lonely just because you're by yourself in your house, in your room, in your space. Maybe you're in a place where you are, are, are with your spouse and you're both working from home or things look different and things are not so hot between you and your spouse right now. You're arguing, you're at each other. You don't know exactly what to do with that. Maybe there's relationships around you that are, are not so healthy and now they are in a house together all the time. That is a difficult thing to be going through. Maybe uh, people are missing their friends. Come on, people are missing other people, their activities, the things that they have brought into their life to have some sort of purpose and hope. People are feeling insecure about their identity. Who am I? What actually matters in life? The world is searching for hope. The world is desperate for hope, church. Don't miss this in this season. Because listen, Christians, we have that hope. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. What an encouragement that we can hold on to today. But listen, you are not going to do this perfectly. I just want to take that off the table for you today so that you can just let that pressure off. Sometimes we can hear something like this and say, well, I can't stop worrying and you know, fear is normal and I don't know how to love my spouse well in the midst of this. And, but turning to God in the midst of all of this is our first step, our very first step. That needs to be our first response. Our first action is turning to God because when we put our hope in God, this supernatural exchange takes place and he renews our strength. We can walk and not grow weird. We can run and not faint. We are energized and renewed by him. And this allows us to focus on what we can do. Maybe that means taking five minutes to pray. Maybe that means opening your Bible. Maybe that means actually uh, uh, doing some of the things that we know we ought to be doing. Maybe that means sending an encouraging text. 
It's not about putting pressure on yourself. It's not about saying, okay, I need to, you know, get up at 5 a.m. and get my workout in and then make sure I'm eating right and getting the kids homeschooled and then doing and doing and doing and, and, and get all of my pictures sorted out and get everything off my phone and do all of the tasks that I've been wanting to do. And I need to run out the bathroom and I, I need to get all this stuff done and show what I have accomplished in this time. That is not the action I'm necessarily talking about. But the other side of that is not what God has called us to either. It's not about putting pressure on you. This is new territory for all of us, but it's about knowing how we are conquerors. And this is all because of Jesus. In our own strength, we are going to feel unsure. We are going to feel insecure. We're going to feel like we are not measuring up. But if we lean into God, he will renew us. You know, I love Paul's confidence as he defends his authority to the, the Corinthians. And it's not a confidence that comes from him. It's not just saying, okay, I'm just going to muster up enough confidence on what I need to do. And then I'll do that. This is a God confidence. His authority comes from God. I am confident. He said, I am confident. He's saying on how we wage war. I am confident on what we are doing. And verse 10, he says, for some say, this is the criticism he's receiving. For some say his letters are weighty and forceful, but in person, he is unimpressive. And his, speak his speaking amounts to nothing. I love this. Catch this church. He says, such people should realize that what we are in our letters when we are absent, we will be in our actions when we are present. What are your actions, church? Are you a conqueror or are you conquered? Are you a conqueror or are you crushed? Are you a conqueror or are you a consumer? What do our actions need to be this season? They need to look like loving our neighbors. They need to look like striking down every stronghold. It looks like tithing. Come on. It looks like turning to God in prayer. Let's not get lazy, church. We have the opportunity to rise up like never before. You know, I would be remiss if all we had to show for ourselves after this is a few forgettable seasons of Netflix that we watched, a TV show, and some empty bags of chips. I would be remiss if what we had to show for ourselves after all of this is hours upon hours upon hours logged into a video game where we're just, we're just consumed by whatever's happening there. I'd be remiss if, if hours and hours were spent feeling insecure and having our thoughts be totally troubled this entire time. If our worry was stronger than our faith, I would be remiss if we came out of this season feeling like we have been conquered by what has happened in this world when we are actually more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. This doesn't mean not to watch the show on Netflix. It doesn't mean not to eat the chips. It doesn't mean not to play the video game sometimes. It doesn't mean not to, to think clearly. It doesn't mean not to do the things that we need to do. That is not what I'm saying. It's not about pressure. But what it does mean is turning to God and saying, hey, what do you have for me? What do you want me to do? God is so loving. He is so gracious. He is so forgiving. He has so much for you, no matter what you are facing, no matter what you find yourself in, no matter what season you find yourself in. God loves you. He loves you so much, but he wants to do a new thing through you. He wants to work within you. But what it takes is us actually turning to him to recognize that we are set apart, but we are not separate 
from God. We are not separate from the love of God and what he has for us. Some of us are cutting ourselves short because we are not honest with ourselves about our behavior. I wanna encourage you, church, take some time this week and get honest. What are, how are you behaving? How are you thinking? How are you feeling? And how does God want you to behave? He has vision for your life. He has a plan and purpose for your life. Turn to him in the midst of it. Church, we are more than conquerors through Christ, and we need to start to recognize it now more than ever. You know, Matthew Henry, I'm gonna leave you with this. Matthew Henry, a commentator on scripture in the 16 and 1700s wrote this surrounding the passage that we just read. He said, well, God is for us and we keep in his love. We may with a holy boldness, church, we have a holy boldness. That is our theme for this year and that doesn't change in this season. We may with a holy boldness defy all the powers of darkness. Let Satan do his worst. He is chained. Let the world do its worst. It is conquered. Principalities and powers are spoiled and disarmed and triumphed over in the cross of Christ. What an encouragement we have to take with us today, church, that in the cross of Christ, we have overcome. We are more than conquerors. We are triumphant. We are victors. Listen, maybe you're watching this today and you're going, I don't really know about this Jesus. I don't really know. I, I'm not a Christian. I've never uh, chosen to follow him. I've never accepted him into my life. I've never had that transformation experience. Well, listen, I wanna invite you into that today. Maybe you've been watching and you're going, I want to make a decision to follow Jesus. I want to be more than a conqueror. I wanna be part of this family of God. I want the Holy Spirit within me. Listen, as we read earlier in Romans, it says, if we believe in our hearts and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. That's why Jesus came. That's why God sent his only son so that we might be saved. And listen, if you're here, I just wanna lead you in a very simple prayer. If you're here and you're saying, I want, I want that. I wanna be a part of that. I just wanna pray for you. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here and you're saying, I am a Christian and I have that hope within me, I have that within me, why don't you pray for people right now who are making this decision? But if you are, uh, if you are saying, I wanna make that choice, why don't you right now, just in your spirit, maybe in your words, under your breath, just say, God, I choose you. I choose you and let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for these decisions that, that are being made for you all across our city, across our country, perhaps across our world, Lord. We're so thankful that you would send your son, Jesus, Jesus, that you would die on the cross, that you would rise again, that we might be saved. And Jesus, today we choose you. We choose to turn to you. Would you forgive us of our sins? And Lord, would you enter in God? Would you change us? Would you make us whole? Would you just, uh, Holy Spirit, would you enter in God and show us that we are more than conquerors? I thank you for your salvation, Lord, that you have given us so freely. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, congratulations, so excited for what the decision you just made. And more information is gonna come in just a moment, but listen, we're so glad for that today. But church, I wanna pray one more time for us as a whole, holistically, that we may be more than conquerors. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, if you're here and you're saying, hey, I need to be, I need to recognize that I am a conqueror, that I am more than a conqueror through Jesus who loves me, that I can see 
I, I can feel like a conqueror, I can think like a conqueror, and I can act like a conqueror, no matter what my circumstances say, because my circumstances as a Christian actually look different from the world around me. If that's you, why don't you pray with me today? Jesus, I thank you that you are all powerful, that you are almighty. God, that we can come and look to you in the face of anything because we are conquerors through you. And Jesus, today, I pray that as a church, we would go from this place, that we would go from this time together, Lord, recognizing that we can feel like conquerors, we can think like conquerors, and we can act like conquerors because of you. Lord, we can have a God confidence within us. So I pray as we go about our week that, Lord, you would inspire us of what it looks like to feel this way, to, to, uh, to think this way, to act this way, God. Would you empower us, Holy Spirit, to be the people, to be the church, to rise up in the midst of devastation, God, and to show the love so clearly that you have given to us, to the world around us, God. We just pray as we are commissioned out of here to do those things, to be those things, to think and feel those things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much, church. I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you go out of here with a new confidence that you are a conqueror. Well, hey, what a great word that was from Pastor Emma. You know, I hope that you feel encouraged. I hope that you feel full of faith after a word like that. And listen, for those of you who just a moment ago made a decision to follow Jesus, that's the best decision that you could ever make. And we want to do whatever we can do as a church to help resource you, answer questions. And we would love to see you get involved and take your next step in faith. And so we've got a Connect card that's on our website. Go to slaychurch.com. You can find our Connect card there. We would love for you to fill that out. And we would love to get connected with you. So make sure that you do that before the day is up. Well, hey, it's been an awesome time in church today. Again, we wanna thank you for joining us. What a, what a privilege it is that we can continue to do church in the way that we're doing it, even in a time like this. It's a pretty amazing thing. I do just wanna say before we're done that L Conference is coming later this year. What a great thing that is to look forward to. Isn't that exciting? You know, Pastor Emma and Pastor uh, Victoria, they went live on Instagram last night to announce that there is an early bird registration that is available now. So make sure you go to lconference.com and register for this conference. It is gonna be an awesome, awesome time. We're so excited for L Conference later this year. And hey, just in closing, want to encourage you, share on social media about what's going on in our church. Now is a better time than ever to invite people to church. We would love to have you share, to be able to uh, post on Instagram, Facebook about what's going on in church. It's a pretty incredible, incredible thing. So coming up right now, we have got our Slate Kids program. So stick around, Slate Kids is happening. Uh, we love families at Slate Church. We're excited for what our Slate Kids team has put together. But if you're not uh, part of that, we just wanna say thanks for tuning in. We love you, we're praying for you. Be blessed as you go from this place in Jesus' name, amen. Hey families, Mark and Jared here. Yeah. Uh, we really hope that you guys as a family have enjoyed coming together in this online version of Slate Church. Right now, we're gonna go into some content for the kiddos. 
Yeah, so during this season, we really want to make it accessible for you and your families. We're, we're still thinking about you guys and we want you guys to still be doing the kids curriculum um, at home. Yeah, so in the link to this of this video down below, you're going to find a link to the Slate Kids content on our website. In there, you'll find a video with the Bible verse for the new series, a Bible story. We've also added some discussion questions as well as a craft idea for you guys to do at home. Awesome. Love you guys and have a great week.